Okay, hello, Deadite guys and gals. Welcome back to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. Yes, we are back like those dinosaurs in that one movie. So I am your host, Otis. And tonight, like, well, maybe not like always, there's gonna be some special guests on this, but tonight I'm joined by the Spooky Movie Squad. And that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Hey, what's up? And Micah. Hi, this is the youngest child of, of Micah and Emma, and I'm an absolute party animal who doesn't want to go to sleep while we're trying to record. Oh, uh, you got me with that one. Okay, so sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2023, oh, it's so new, American supernatural horror film, Evil Dead Rise. Mommy loves you to death. Hit that music. everyone this is episode one of the fifth annual halloween screamathon and technically it's episode 301 but we'll just do it like that i'll we'll get back to the big number later after 30 more movies so i am very excited we're all very excited we have cultivated a pretty solid list and i'm gonna try my best not to put just all new movies but damn it the world keeps tossing out new solid movies and I want to review them. So for the first episode of this fifth annual Halloween Screamathon, we're going with the tried and true series that has been cracking out movies before I was born. And it's one of my favorite series of all time. And that's the Evil Dead series. So we have done all of them by now. Yes. Yeah, we have. Uh, we've done them all. Um, we haven't done the show, but we can just talk about that just on our own. But th this is the fifth installment of the Evil Dead series. The director of this one is not Fetty Alvarez, like the Evil Dead. The, it's not Sam Raimi, like the original. Yes. Uh, it's Lee Cronin. That name sounds familiar, Otis. Uh, yeah, because he did The Hole in the Ground. And we did that movie, what, two foreign horrors ago. Mm -hmm. So um, he knows good. He knows scary. He knows creepy. Um, he knows small settings and something wild happening. He seems to be pretty solid at that. So this movie, for the uninitiated, uh, it's Evil Dead, the newest one. So you get a lot of blood, very gruesome. Uh, it's always in a small setting. Uh, it seems to be the, the best way to get this type of horror going. But every movie, they're starting to branch out, even with Army of Darkness, it, it was medieval times and it was kind of everywhere, but they're starting to space it out. But that one was silly. But with Evil Dead Rise, it's not in the same dilapidated cabin. No, it is in an apartment complex. And boy, howdy, it is pretty solid. So I'll just bring up a little bit of history with this one. So back in 2013, uh, Fetty Alvarez, he announced that his movie Evil Dead and a remake of the evil dead it was kind of a pseudo remake but there would be a sequel and so this movie that's happening right now is going to be the sequel and Freddy alvarez was going to come back and sam raimi he confirmed that he was writing evil dead 4 this was going to be the name of it uh with his brother ivan and so then it changed to be a sequel to army of darkness and then that all kind of merged into the tv show and so that's why it continues with Ash and older Ash trying to deal with being older and trying to stay cool with all the young kids fighting demons. And then Fetty Alvarez said that they were still working on their movie. But then Fetty Alvarez went off and made Don't Breathe, Don't Breathe too. And Sam Raimi jokingly said that uh, Fetty Alvarez went off and, and got popular. And, you know, I can't pay him cheap anymore. <laughs> I had to pay him a lot of money. And now he's busy. So it seemed like 
they were going to come back and do their movie later. Uh, Fede Alvarez is still a big fan of this world and he has tons of ideas. But then they got Lee Cronin in. Uh, around this point, Bruce Campbell, the character of Ash, he said that he was retiring from being Ash because it's very active and he is oh, in his 60s, late 60s, maybe 70s now. And a couple of times he has said that he wants to do one more movie, uh, a movie that combines the adventures of Mia from Evil Dead and Ash and whoever survives the newest movie. So he just wanted to be the older like mentor to the newer kids, uh, the newer kids that lose arms and gets chainsaws. So he wanted to be there for them. Uh, he, like I said, he seems to be on the fence of being retired and not retired. I think if they do the right thing or the right type of story, uh, Bruce Campbell will absolutely pop back up. And I hope that happens because these movies are doing great. Spoilers, this newest movie made the most money out of all of them. So it's they're they're building up um but bruce campbell did have a tiny cameo in this movie he played ash it was just a voice but you hear him complaining to people that want to read the book and he says don't read the book that's stupid Uh, the director said that is ash uh just displaced through time because ash deals with a lot of time travel and that was him telling people not to read from the book and then he got overwhelmed and then it happened. So I assume he survived and ran off. But it's a very fun movie. We saw this on our anniversary. We went and saw it. And everybody in the theater were laughing and and, and groaning. And just it was a fun, fun time. But Emma, what did you think about Evil Dead Rise? I loved this movie. It was an absolutely wild ride. I don't remember exactly how many of these that i have seen i know i've seen at least this one and one other one (laughs) uh but i loved this movie it was super fucked up it had me like cringing and just disturbed a handful of times and i have not had that in a movie in a while so it was i really liked it the mom was incredible she was absolutely horrifying and i just kept sitting there going that poor little girl (laughs) that poor little girl micah what did you think um as far as possession horror goes this one slapped pretty hard uh (laughs) possession horror and absolute destruction of those vessels (laughs) for lack of a better term um the the bad guy in this was pretty unrelenting which is my favorite when it comes to a monster film and yeah it it just the unrelentingness is is great for horror movies and I, i wish more people would do it sometimes you don't always need a good good ending and the the wrap up at the end was a much better way of doing a disjointed time warp in a movie. Well, I'm not going to say too much. I can actually say that without spoil. But with the the disjointed timeness in this movie, pulled it off a lot better than a lot of movies that try too hard to do something like that and just make their films confusing. And I don't like being confused. That makes me angry. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you angry, huh? Uh, I really like this film. I think it was well thought out. Um, All of the characters are just good enough that you want to root for them and just bad enough that you kind of hate them. And it was like, there was no solid, like, yes, this character's great. Everyone had their little, like, oh, you kind of suck. And, like, that sucks that you died, but eh, whatever. And all of the deaths were incredibly gory and awesome. I love gore. So if you don't like gore, don't watch this movie because it's a lot. But you wouldn't be here if you didn't like blood and guts and gore. So this is an amazing film. In the series of Evil Dead movies, it is a close contender to first place. But I must... I got a soft spot for the first one that I watched, and that was Dead by Dawn, uh, part two. 
the one where he gets a chainsaw hand. That movie's fucking amazing. Katie has watched me watch the movie, and I'm just sitting there just mouthing all the words. And then, you know, I just want to get to the Aswalia soul. That's my favorite part of the movie. But this this movie is really, really fucking good. And it, it is very gruesome, but we've seen crazier. Yeah. But it could be and going off of the money it kind of is a gateway movie you could bring somebody that doesn't know anything about evil dead and they're like oh okay people are possessed okay and then you could tell them like oh there's like four movies before this and a show and a comic book where the hero fought freddy krueger and jason but that's all canon you know it's weird but there's a lot to this world but this movie was a kind of a reboot but not really because that book was part of a group of books i'll talk about that later um but it's fun this was a very fun movie i remember being in a theater and katie and i looking at each other and we like smiled and that is the best moments when a movie can make me smile when shit is just going crazy it's it's the best and this movie did it multiple times so what i brought up was the fact that uh, Rob Tappard, Sam Raimi, Lee Cronin, Fetty Alvarez, they have sat down and worked out the future of this series because Sam Raimi says, like, you know, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm old as shit. And Bruce Campbell's not going to be here. But we all have these cool ideas. And we're going to sit down with people that love this series as much as us. And we're going to come up with some rules. And so they say there's a, a Bible, a Evil Dead Bible out there that has everything that you should do and the way things work. And with Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, there was a Book of the Dead. And if you look at the movie from 2013, Evil Dead, the book looked different. And Katie and I, I remember on that review, we had questions about why did the book do this? And why did all the monsters come out different? And why was there just one scary giant hag at the end that Mia had to fight? And in this movie, the villain at the end, Ash hasn't fought anything like this before with his book. Well, it's because Lee Cronin, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, they have officially said that there are three books of the dead. And our heroes have dealt with all of them at different times. So this book right here is a it's another volume of the book books of the dead honestly at this point that's a super interesting take to say that they've all dealt with them and that there's a bunch of them that's i'd love to see how that all ties together uh it's funny you say that because there's a scene in army of darkness is a very comedic scene where ash has to say uh klatu barada niktu and hold the book of the dead and he can go home instantly the movie would have been 40 minutes long but he forgot the words because he's a dummy and then he says I'm wrong, and there's three books in front of him. And so he just takes one, the one that doesn't bite him or make a vortex and suck him in. And so he runs off. So people are saying that the other two books there were the other ones. Yeah, and, two from yeah. other movies. And so when he comes back to present day, he doesn't say the words right again. And so demons sneak into present day. But Ash saves the day because that's Ash. He's an idiot, but he saves the day. The books probably found their way to Earth at different times. So, um, yeah, they've been slow burning this for a while. And it makes more sense because Ash's book didn't do that. That was weird. Well, because it's not the same book, not the same Deadites that come out. So uh, it makes a little more sense. I... I love it. It's really fun. So I'm going to do something new this time. So with the cast, I'm going to bring up, you know, just some people. Uh, Lily Sullivan, she played Beth, the, uh, let me see. I don't want to. Eh, right? The aunt. I'll say the aunt. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I was, yeah, was going to bring out genre type words. No. <laughs> uh, Alyssa Sutherland, she was Ellie and she plays the, the, mom. the mom and the monster. You saw her in the trailers, so I can't even spoil anything. Uh, homegirl was in this movie doing work morgan davies he played danny and so if you watch the new netflix show one piece uh, a very cool uh adaptation of the manga and anime that's that's they play kobe kobe and i remember katie and i were sitting there and i'm like why does this person look familiar and katie's like oh that's that's danny i was like ain't that a bitch so um good job good job danny a ton of women in this movie 
which is a bit of a change. Usually it's Ash and a lot of guys, and I'm I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not mad because there's ladies on the screen fighting. It's a horror movie. Usually there's a lot of women. <laughs> and there weren't any boobs in this movie. Didn't need them. Hey, look at that. A horror movie without boobs. That was honestly surprising. For real. Like, it, it worked out. We didn't need them, but I was honestly surprised that there weren't any. No sex. You don't need all that. Usually in Evil Dead movies, you get a lot of naughty words, but there's no sex in these movies because you don't need them. It's a waste of time because we just want to see people get cut up. <laughs> so we will get through this story and we'll talk about a family's favorite character. So um, this is the plot of Bella. You're sitting on the keyboard. Good Lord, Bella. So this is the story of Evil Dead Rise. So we get the movie starting in the cabin and then in a cabin a cabin but boy howdy on the inside it looks like it looks just it like, looks like the cabin. the cabin on the outside it looks like a cabin from like midsummer or hereditary i was like okay it's a new look you know that's how they're doing scary movies now and we meet up with Teresa and jessica and jessica's boyfriend caleb uh he's a douchebag so i wasn't worried about him when things happened but we see Jessica, she's not feeling that good. And Teresa wants to go home because it's boring and uh, it's not fun being, you know, at a vacation spot with just a douchebag boy uh, friend, I guess, douchebag friend, and your cousin's sick. I would want to leave too. But before she can leave, things start getting creepy. She's reading a book and Jessica starts just reading it from where she's sitting on the bed and then she falls over and proceeds to just vomit everything out of her stomach and kind of die in front of her everybody in the theater everybody just watching the movie were like oh oh she's a deadite it's happening she has to die first and then her body is completely ready to be controlled and then she proceeds to rip out Teresa's scalp just gets a good handful of her ponytail and just yanks for the sky. She did that like Peter Griffin Play-Doh. Like that shit came off so fast. It wasn't just her scalp. It was part of her skull too. Oh yeah. Brain was exposed. Yeah, it was bad. We're talking so first she... five minutes of this movie. Full brain exposed, guys. Yeah, like it was, Absolutely. It was pretty cool. So Caleb, he finds Teresa outside. And she's, you know, bleeding out of her top of her head. And we see Jessica grab his... What is it? A drone, right? Is this the name of it? Is a drone, and then just kind of eat it or try to eat it, and it just like explodes on her face, and she flies into the water. Caleb dives in to save his girlfriend. Uh, you see a lot of blood, and then Caleb's head flies out of the water onto the dock, and Teresa, in pain, is like, "No!" And then we see Jessica start to float out of the water, and she is full dead-eyed at this point. And then the movie goes back a day. And I was like, what What the fuck? What? <laughs> we'll see what happens to Jessica later in the movie. Uh, it's, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> so we meet up with guitar technician slash, she's at groupie, right? Groupie. Groupie slash roadie, Beth. She is getting ready for a show and she learns that she is pregnant. And so she doesn't seem that happy yet. But she seems right in the middle. But she heads back to visit her sister, Ellie. And, you know, single mother. Learns later about the dad. And her children, Danny, Bridget, and Cassie. And so uh, they are in this gigantic... Is is it an apartment complex, technically? Mm -hmm. Big ass. It's like houses on the inside. Just yeah. a big apartment. Okay. It's like a condo building. Yeah, gigantic. And so at this gigantic apartment... They catch up, and we see how the relationship works between Beth and Ellie. Uh, they love each other, but Beth seems to have been too busy for Ellie, and she missed a lot of things, like Ellie splitting up from her husband. And she came in with a gift for the husband, like, hey, where's where's your dad? It's like, he hasn't been here for a while. Oh, She's like, well, you should have told me. I would have been here. She's like, I, I called you. I called you a couple times. I left you messages. And she's like, oh, yeah. We had those messages I didn't listen to like from a year ago. <laughs> Damn, my bad. Yeah. So while the sisters are catching up and, you know, having some heart to heart talks, uh, the the children, they go out to get pizza. They grab pizza. Hooray. 
and then an earthquake happens. And at some points in these movies, the book does can cause things to happen. I don't know if there's any freaky deakiness to this, or it's just a good old fashioned Los Angeles earthquake. Uh, probably just a good old fashioned Los Angeles earthquake. So uh, yeah, <laughs> in which these kids made every mistake that they wouldn't make because they grew up in California and would know better. Yeah. So as they are in the basement parking lot, they find, well, Danny finds a concealed chamber. And they talk about that this apartment complex is above an old bank. And so it seemed like there were lots. Henrietta's Pizza. <laughs> and it was the face on there. Damn it. And I got to edit that out because I said it. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so Danny, feeling, I think at this point, feeling the call of the book, because the book needs someone to read it and to touch it and shit. So Danny hops down into this dark hole. No idea where the fuck it's going, but we learned later that Danny was looking for money because the mom is hard up on cash and... The building used to be a bank. Yeah, and so I get it. At that point, it's a reasonable idea, but would I hop down into a hole? Probably not. Um, yeah, that's a lot, but... It could, Absolutely it not could after be monies. A- Absolutely yeah. not after a fucking earthquake. Yeah, that's not fine. when you're in the basement of a fucking building. No. Yeah. And there's like visible cracks in the cement floor. No. Yeah, it's it's a bit much. Danny, you dumb as fuck. So Danny, after going through multiple layers of it seems like security and crucifixes and a lot of things seem like they're protecting the world from something. Uh Danny finds a strange book and three phonograph records from 1923 and pictures of all of these priests on it and danny's like oh cool sweet uh i don't know what's in you know this book's for but it might be a lot of money so danny takes the book to his room and tries to open it the way that the book clasps itself and keeps itself closed it has uh, either claws or teeth depending on how you look at it it's like the book from harry potter like the the wild animal book that was like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. like trying to eat Harry the monster book of monsters. Yeah. Which is a terrible way to have a book. Book's trying to eat you the whole time. You just got to pet the spine. And then it's like a calm little puppy. Fuck that noise. Why is the book trying to bite me the whole time? Why is Bella trying to bite you all the time? Oh, cause I fuck with her. Yeah. <laughs> so as a drop of blood hits the book, no one sees what happens to the drops of blood, but they soak up into the skin of the book, man, that, book the cover looks like people skin nah that's probably not all the pages look like jerky that's weird oh well i'm gonna keep looking at pages all the pages just gruesome pictures there are words uh but it's just terrible images some of those images look like things that might happen in the movie later (laughs) so danny plays the first record and we see that a priest back in 1923 wants to investigate the book, wants to research it and read from the book because this book, they understand it it is a volume of the Book of the Dead or the Necronomicon, but there might be more to it. There might be something we can learn from this. I feel, once again, the book was just getting someone to read it. And it's like, hey, you might learn something good from this. And like I said, you hear a voice in the background saying, like, don't read from the book. That is Ashley joanna williams in the past trying to save the day so uh unfortunately as the mom is heading down to do laundry she is on the elevator as the record is reading the words the elevator door opens and we get the old school super speed vision of something invisible rolling up to the apartment complex and just flies into the elevator with ellie and so ellie gets possessed she actually gets tortured at first uh her earring gets ripped out she gets grappled by cords from the broken elevator and suspends her into the air now at this point katie and i knew what was about to happen uh i don't know if it did happen in this movie but usually in evil dead movies the first person that gets possessed uh they have uh, uh, super unhappy fun times with trees. That usually happens in these movies. And so I was like, oh, it's gonna happen with an elevator. That's weird. But I don't know if it happened in this one. I think she just got tortured. Her arm gets twisted the wrong way 
while she is being suspended in the elevator. So she comes back to the apartment and everybody's like, hey, there goes mom. Where is she at? And she is not acting like normal mom. She is being weird. Um, She talks about that she had this dream about her family and they are all at a park. They're having a great time. And she couldn't stop thinking about slitting all their throats and just getting inside of their bodies so they could be one big happy family. And they're like, well, what did that mean, mom? <laughs> As she's making them eggs. She's a nice mom. Uh, and then she just starts trying to attack the family. So at this point, it is standard fare for an Evil Dead movie. Uh, one person gets attacked by the person that's possessed. And a little bit later, they get possessed. Now, I don't know if these books are different, which how of or how you stop from being possessed. Ash's original book, all you needed was willpower because he got fully possessed in the second movie. And then he looked at the necklace of his dead girlfriend and the possession went away. So uh, sometimes all you need is love and it goes away. Uh, this mom saw her children and said, please don't let this thing get my kids. That was not enough to fight it off. So I think the books are different. So at this point, it gets wild. Danny and Beth, they're distracted trying to rescue Cassie because at one point they get Ellie out of the apartment. And actually, unfortunately, some of the neighbors in the other apartments, they come out because they're investigating all the noise and then they get destroyed. Like Gabriel, the very nice cute guy that was i think a room or two rooms down uh he gets his eyeball bit out of his face and then eyeball spit into a little kid's mouth hey that's like from evil dead 2 and then the kids get jumped and the old guy with the shotgun he tries his best he actually hits ellie with a shotgun blast but she gets back up really quick and then kills him and at this point she is outside of the door just wearing her youngest child down wearing cassie down to try to get the door open. And uh, Cassie does break down. That's still her mom in her head. And, oh man, it was so bad. She was like, oh, your dad's out here. Your dad came back. We're going to be one big family. Just open the door. Open the door. And she cracks the door just a little bit. And the arm comes through instantly and starts choking her out. And so, uh, it's bad. Unfortunately, while Ellie is outside of the apartment, Bridget, earlier in the movie... She got a cut on her face from a tattoo gun. Ellie stabbed her face first to get some blood on it and then stabbed Bridget's face. So now Bridget is turning into a deadite. And we get some really cool scenes. Bridget, uh, possessed Bridget, grabs a cheese grater and grates the shit out of Beth's leg. Like, not even like stab and that's it. Oh. Stab. And run down the length of the leg, this, the back of the leg. This oh. scene was so painful to watch. Like you know how so sometimes much. you'll watch things and you're like, "Ugh, it gives you the creeps." Or like when dudes watch videos of other dudes getting hit in the nuts and they like recoil. It's kind of like that, except yep. everybody can like everybody can feel just how cringy and ugh. Ugh, how gross it is yeah. to have your leg grated off with a cheese grater. Yeah, it is. It's rough, man. <laughs> so, like I said, at this point, Bridget gets killed. Unfortunately, Danny gets wounded. So, you know what that means? At some point, it's going to happen to Danny. So, they actually kill Bridget with Stephanie. Now, I didn't bring up Stephanie, but that is the fifth member of this family. And is a what a little doll's head? It's on yeah. a broom. <laughs> Not quite a broom. It's like a, it's a stick, like a thick stick. Yeah. And then earlier in the movie, the stick got broken, so it had a sharp, a sharp ass as fuck point. end. And they use that end. They use Stephanie to kill Bridget. She gets stabbed through her mouth, mm -hmm. and so Bridget is down. Hooray! Uh, she gets back up because it doesn't matter if you're dead. Dead. The the evil will just control your body and make you float places. So Beth listens to the third record to try to figure out how to get rid of this curse on the apartment complex. But then she learns that the priest failed and all his friends were possessed. And she learns, uh, Ash didn't need a book to learn this, but he just liked cutting things up. 
But the only way to stop a deadite is complete destruction of the host. Uh, Ash, in all his movies, he likes cutting things up into little pieces because when they're little pieces, they usually don't fight back. And then he buries them. He loves doing that. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that's all you can do. You just got to destroy the bodies. There's no, oh no, I was possessed, but I'm not possessed. This book, don't play those games. So, Bridget's body comes back and stabs the shit out of Danny. Danny gets multiple stabs in his body, uh, sets Bridget on fire before dying. So that's that's cool. Uh, Ellie Ellie gets back into the apartment using the vents because the there's a cat in the vents, and so Ellie gets the idea from the, the little cat. Uh, Ellie figures out that Beth is pregnant and wants to rip that fetus out of her body, and is constantly calling her a whore. Because uh, that's just what the evil thing likes doing. And so Cassie helps Beth out and stabs her mom with a giant, gigantic pair of scissors into the face. And Ellie goes down. Hooray! Not for real dead, but... I will say, I will say whenever the, the evil monster inside speaks through any of them, it just is a big, like, almost callback to um, uh, the exorcist. Yes. Uh, I just assume demons, they they know everything in your head. And I don't know if they're even telling the truth, but I don't know if Ellie is instantly in hell because her body got possessed. But I wouldn't be surprised if you just instantly just go to hell because if your body got jumped, she's like, because earlier in the movie, they're like, mom, like mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> like your mom's gone. You know, and, and then multiple times in the movie, it's like, no, your mom's in hell. Your mom's burning in hell. And I'm going to send you there and you can see her too. I'm like, oh, shit. So Cassie, I was going to say Cassandra, Cassie and Beth, they get outside of the apartment and they need to get the fuck out of here. And so they head to the elevator because the stairs just fell apart in the, uh, the earthquake, which is absolutely horrible. But they're on the elevator. It's not closing properly because boy, howdy, it got fucked up earlier. As they are sitting there at the elevator trying to get it to work, Danny... Bridget, Ellie, and all the neighbors that got possessed and murdered start screaming things toward the two ladies. Uh, they start saying dead by dawn. It's like, you're not making it out of this. And, you know, I'll swallow your soul. All the lines come back. And then they proceed to merge into a big blob of arms and legs and heads. I believe this boss is in Dark Souls 3. Uh, and it's just multiple bodies put together and they got swords and shields. It's gross looking and it's gross in this. And it's called the Marauder. And so that thing is proceeding to get to the two ladies. They figure out that the thing that's holding up the elevator is the keys. So you saw in the movie, right when the evil thing jumped into Ellie, she had her keys in her hand. And so they pull the keys out. The elevator closes. Unfortunately, the elevator starts filling up with blood. And a lot of blood. And then the top of the elevator opens and the Marauder is reaching in. Man, this seems like there's no exit for our heroes. Oh, yeah, there's a weight limit. <laughs> and the elevator drops 13 floors. <laughs> Good thing there's blood protecting them. Oh, man, it's so thick. They probably didn't feel any of that. Jeez. So they end up in the basement garage or parking lot. So they hop into the car. And they are trying to get the fuck out. So, uh, it, once again, this turns into a cat and mouse situation because Marauder is down there and is checking into the car, but it was all a ruse. They got out and they made it to the gate. And they get through, unfortunately. Beth goes through first. And Cassie, as she's about to crawl through, she gets yanked back. And then the gate closes. So now Beth is on the other side and needs to get back through to save her niece. And so... We see the Marauder grab Cassie and tries to cut her head off with a chainsaw. Hey, the chainsaw is back. You always got to have a chainsaw in these movies. <laughs> Beth comes back and distracts the monster. And it's a lot of fighting, a lot of killing. Uh, she has a shotgun, kind of, a couple of bullets. And then Beth and Cassie destroy the Marauder by forcing the giant lump of bodies into the wood chipper. And at the end, it's only Ellie's face 
and she's like, she's like, nothing's good's gonna come out of life for you because you're nothing but a whore and that baby in your And she just kicks the head into the wood chipper. He's like, shut up. <laughs> so now, hooray, Beth and Cassie, they live through this and they escape the building. The end. Psych. The next morning, Jessica from the beginning of the movie gets ready to hop into her car to go on vacation with her cousin and her boyfriend. And then she starts hearing weird noises. And she looks around the parking garage. It's like, why is there blood everywhere? Why is there a hole right there? What the fuck? And then she gets jumped by the evil presence. So in the other movies, you have to read from the book and reverse everything. The two ladies, they did not do that. They just killed the host and they walked away. So uh, they could easily make a part two to this movie. Or they can continue this because Jessica, evil deadite Jessica, she actually did what no other deadite could do. Kill everybody in their room. There's always someone that survives and kills. Jessica won. So there's an evil deadite floating around in some wooded area making more deadites. So hopefully the next evil dead will figure out what they have to do with that. I'm very pumped for it. So Emma, who was your favorite character in Evil Dead Rise? Auntie Beth. I loved her. She did work. She uh, she was all about protecting those kids. She knew something was wrong. She knew something wasn't right. She said, nope. So I I enjoyed her. She was great. Micah. Scrolling. Uh, is it uh, Cassie? The girl? The, the wee one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, she, she created the, uh, the ultimate weapon in the house. So that's cool. Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she was just a, a good character who uh, had a pretty believable role in this. Like, you know, she was kind of freaking out and she but she had the wherewithal to stop the wood chipper when she needed to but then not immediately leave the handle and wait for a sign to uh turn it back on and be the hero of the day um so yeah she just it, it was a really really solid role because you have to have somebody to protect or else it's yeah. just kind of like one person just fleeing for their life and that i don't know that that always leaves a weird vibe because then it's less heroic for the hero <laughs> Um, and then to also be a really integral part of getting out and being, and surviving, I, I don't know. There's, there's not really a whole lot to say. She just was a <laughs> solid character and, um, it, yeah. Yeah. Favorite character right there. My favorite character was Stephanie <laughs> <laughs> because that is the best name that a little child has ever made for any toy weapon ever. And Stephanie did fucking work in this film. She was yeah, great. She did. Yeah. She did a lot of damage. She did a lot. <laughs> Killed her own little girl sister. So, surprise, surprise. Hey, look at Otis. He's picking a villain. Well, because the, the Alyssa Sutherland played her ass off in this movie. Yeah, I'm going Ellie. Evil Ellie was fucking amazing in this movie. And so, with an Evil Dead movie, you get at least one character that will be possessed for a hot minute in the movie and they get all the cool lines because they're evil and at some point the thing's going to jump into another body and just like in Evil Dead from 2013 uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it but Mia the hero was possessed for like 80% of the movie and then her cool brother got it out of her and so Mia puts the team on her back and saves the day but the whole movie, she is talking shit. She is cursing at people. She's slitting her th tongue down the middle and making out with people and spreading disease and stuff. She is awesome. Just like in this movie, Ellie is destructive as hell. And she's like a lanky like lady. And I don't know if the deadite power makes you super duper strong, but she's crazy strong in this movie. And she was like jumping on people like spider monkeys and eating eyeballs and stuff. She was amazing. And... I need more villains like that. Like Micah brought up earlier, it's it just unrelenting, just nonstop. You can't stop because the Deadite realizes if daylight hits, then my powers get weird sometimes, even though Jessica was possessed in daylight. But I don't know, this book's different. Um, you just got to keep fighting and pushing when you're a Deadite. Seems like a reverse willpower thing. It's like 
they have to keep going and they have to bite everybody or spread the evil because that's how you win. But Ellie was amazing in this movie. And so uh, I wish nothing but the best. I'd love to see whoever's the villain in the next one. I guess it's going to be Jessica. I hope uh, Jessica's actress can do any percent of what Ellie did because it was great. So, Emma, who is your least favorite character in Evil Dead Rise? Danny. That dude kept poking the fuck around where he didn't need to. His sister kept saying, knock it the fuck off. And he just kept going. That dude brought this shit show on everyone. Micah. Um, I'm going to go with the boyfriend at the beginning and the end of the movie. Or no, no, I guess he wasn't. Caleb? But the, the, yeah. Is that, is that his name? The guy with the drone? Yeah, Caleb. Ooh. I mean, great, great uh, end to his life in that movie. That was a pretty gruesome kill. Uh, but, I mean, he was pretty absent-minded and uh, just wanted to play with his toy. So I, gu- I guess he gets to play with the toy all the way up until the end of his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my least favorite character was Danny, because like Emma said, Danny was a fucking liability mm-hmm. this whole movie. Just stop. You know better than to go underground in the middle of a fucking earthquake or right after an earthquake because like your sister said, there could be aftershocks. How about you don't touch the creepy ass book made of skin? How about you don't play the records that are clearly chanting something in Latin? How about you just fucking stop, bro? Stop. I'm, yeah, Danny. And it's funny if, I keep saying this, if you go back to any of the Evil Dead movies, someone says the words. They have to to get the story moving. Someone has to be an idiot to move it along. Uh, You know, luckily for Ash and his movies, they had recordings of other people's parents saying the words, and Ash didn't understand what they were doing. He's like, I'm going to repeat these words. He's like, okay, whatever. And they say them, and then he's got to fight for his life. Later on, he realizes, don't read from this goddamn book. It's evil. But someone has to be that dummy. And it's a shame that one of the kids had to do it. Uh, it'd been, I think it would have been better if someone else was in the house, maybe a douchebag boyfriend or something, and they read it. And then it's like, okay, there's no fault on any of the people. They're all innocent, and they all have to fight for their lives. It was just weird that they put blame on Danny. It was just a weird angle. And Danny wasn't evil. It wasn't like Danny was like, yeah, I hope we all die here. Like, no, Danny wanted to survive. It was just, it was a weird thing they did. But I think someone there should have been one more character, a scapegoat, to be the one that did the reading. Maybe drag Danny with them and like, hey, man, we need money. And Danny's like, okay, I guess. And then they read from the book or turn the record on. Danny's like, I don't know about this. I think it would have been a little bit better. But no, Danny was crap because Danny did the bad thing. And all through the movie, Danny was not good. I don't know. They didn't build enough because they were making Danny the, the bad person. So. Okay, let's do seven-word synopsis. I have a couple. I actually did my homework. My first one is dumb people reading from weird books. The usual. Next one. The evil mom acted her ass off. And then this was me watching the movie. But where is the chainsaw? Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, there's got to be a chainsaw in the movie. (laughs) Never go underground after an earthquake, dumbass. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe don't read the Book of Skin. Maybe you're right. (laughs) Book smells like jerky. (laughs) Micah. King Tut. I was saving that for later. Yeah. (laughs) Teriyaki flavor. All right. slightly relevant free from all you titty sucking parasites <laughs> uh book of the dead turn wait you told me these i wrote them I down no just say it all right i'm gonna say it and then i dang it. it i guess it sounded better when i thought of it book of the dead turns into spider-man <laughs> i mean a spider a spider of men thing it's fucking uh, it, gross. It's Evil Dead. Gotta have a chainsaw. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known. Reading is bad. <laughs> reading is not fundamental. 
<laughs> okay. My one quote that creeped me out and it was like 10 minutes into the movie when he starts listening to that record, yet still it wailed, let me in. Yeah. And then I have three alliteratives. Man's mistake makes mom murderously mumbling monstrosity. And then financially fraught family fucked following fault lines fracture. (laughs) And then brave boy bleeds beckoning books bewitched badness. So this film came out April 21st, 2023. Happy anniversary. (laughs) So what do you guys think the budget for Evil Dead Rise was, Katie? 20 million. Million. Dollar dues, she means. Sorry. (laughs) Dollar dues. (laughs) Forgot what podcast we're on. My bad. <laughs> I also said twenty, so I'm gonna go up to twenty-two dollar dues. Micah, I'm gonna say thirty dollar dues because there was a lot of fucking blood up in there. So the budget, it was a little bit of a bubble, but it was fifteen to nineteen dollar dues. They kept this Damn, cheap. I don't know Katie. how it looked great. Practical. Some practical. There were some. My, my guess. Spots. My guess is the lack of sets. Yeah. Yes. Because it was like, oh, hey, these look like private properties that they could use very easily. Yeah, it's all like in apartment e spots and like an elevator and then you know a warehouse to look like a parking lot. Yeah, then, there was like four then, different sets. Yeah, and then the lake house, like. I mean, yeah, I guess when you don't have to, you know, move to multiple states and countries to just get one scene. <laughs> Very true. Movie stays cheap. So, Katie, what do you think the box office was? Two hundred dollar dues. Emma. A hundred and seventy-five dollar dues. Micah. What? What did you say, babe? One hundred and seventy-five. And what did you say, Katie? Two hundred. Damn, that was gonna be my guess. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Let's be tricky with this one. I'm gonna go ninety-five dollar dues. Wow. Ninety-five. Yes. Got me counting out here. Um, um, I forgot how we play this. I think it's just closest to the pin either way. We don't do legit prices, rights no. rules. Then he got it. It's closest. No. Yeah. Oh, Emma got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Katie said it. But the box office was $146. Dues. Damn. Yeah, this movie did great. Um, that raked I'm, it in. When we talked about Evil Dead 2, that movie was made for, what was it, like $500,000. They stayed in the cabin that had no heating. They lived there for a couple of months and they filmed it. The movie looks great, but it's shitty looking, they you know what I mean? Dirt bikes. Yeah. Yeah. They use a dirt bike with a camera on it as the evil presence outside and actually kind of runs Ash over in one scene. But it made like $5 million and they were like, holy shit, we're rich. So, uh, yeah, it's just an upgrade. This movie did great, and a lot of people were like, this is amazing, and people are like, yeah, there's more movies. You should go back and look at them. So this just helps the brand keep going. So there will most definitely be another Evil Dead movie. There's been talks to have a Evil Dead animated series, and Bruce Campbell has said, I will absolutely do cartoons till the day I fucking die. So he can do a voice. That's easy. So we'll see what happens with that. I wouldn't mind on HBO Max or Max, just a graphic ass cartoon, and Ash is just fighting for his life. I'd like it a lot, and you can you can do a lot of stuff with that. I'd love if Jane Levy pops back up and she voices Mia, and then we have you know Beth and 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 Cassie in this movie pop back up. I I just like to see just females, ladies surrounded by ash and ash is like okay everybody shut up i got a plan they're like that's stupid and he's like yeah kind of well the best part about a cartoon too is that it would alter you'd be able to alter the, everyone's ages yeah and make them closer together so like the little girl cassie doesn't necessarily have to be 10 or whatever like yeah. she could be some years go by she could be a young adult and then you know jane levy and beth are both in their 30s or whatever and then Ash could also be in his 30s. Yeah. It doesn't actually matter that if he's old or not. He sounds the same. Yeah. It's just his voice. So they could all just be adults and Cassie be like the younger kid. Yeah. I, I It's a great idea. I just want more Evil Dead. Gimme. Just like Hatchet. 
And just like collector, it'll never happen. But in VHS, just give me, mm-hmm. give me more, you know? <laughs> okay. Does anybody have anything else to say about Evil Dead Rise before we get out of here? Watch this movie. Yes, please. It's a great way to start off the spooky season. Yeah, that's a fun one. It's a real fun movie. Okay. So with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about books made out of skin or written with blood, don't send that shit to me, but you can send that shit to Katie at. Allentownpod. <laughs> yeah, we have an email address. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. Yeah, don't don't show me or Bella. Just directly to Katie. Just, just, just DM Katie and show her the book. Don't read from it. Don't don't be that asshole. <laughs> So, Just delete your tweet. It's right. Fine. Hey, I found this book made of skin. I've read some words. You want to hear? No. Nope. nope. <laughs> Deleted. So this was episode one of the Halloween Screamathon in the books and a pocket out of sight. So if the music is still going, hopefully it is. That is from Flipping the Combined Effort. Flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas or Studio or mm, Studio Pizzas or Pizzas Artwork. Thank you for our. I am very pumped. Uh, I say this every year. The set list is the best set list I have made. Uh, probably this year is going to be really fucking good. Uh, there's a lot of new ass movies that are really making good waves out there. Uh, we're doing Talk to Me at some point. I'm very pumped. We're doing Booger Man, that new Booger Man movie. Um, and there's some old ones that I love. And I'm going to show everybody, and they'll be like, oh, that was a movie. I'm like, yeah. And I'll thumbs up to the screen and freeze frame. Uh, but I'm very pumped. There are going to be 30 more movies in this collection, and they'll be good. So, like always, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Now that hmm, that that's spoke why. Now that's spooky. Spooky, spooky. There we go. <laughs> you right from the back? <laughs>